Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the indie and genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at, at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who organizes anything that has to do with auditions. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> I am Danny, and uh, welcome to the casting couch. Oh, God. <laughs> also joining us is... The host who Danny was in such a rush to replace that he just immediately started doing auditions. But uh... <laughs> yeah, thank you. I guess he's back on the couch, boys. After the <laughs> Shit, I don't think I prepared quite for that. Back. Well, we had a uh, we had a couple of weeks of auditions, and uh... <laughs> how'd it go? Well, we'll, well you're back. Or our face red. Oh, shit. Well, I think uh, all the shows were really fun. I think you guys did a great job. Uh, I appreciate my uh, little stint away, but I'm very glad to be back. So let's do some fucking horror movie talk and all that kind of shit that we usually do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and seriously, um, thanks to Pablo and Regina, yeah. uh, the ladies from uh, Not Your Final Girl podcast, and Stephanie, who joined us last week. Um, they did an excellent job. Everything was awesome. Um, that being said, it just there's something comforting about having all three of us on yeah. the show that I it's really like, appreciate. It's like warm gravy. It's just like pour gravy all over me. Toast me in the in the you know the the oven. Uh, I want pumpkin spice on me. I want uh, peppermint sticks in my mouth. Uh, I want yeah. Are you potpourri? Uh, oh wait, sorry. I thought this was a different podcast. But... <laughs> well, you're thinking of the one where you usually put the ball gag in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gimp and friends. Yeah. Gimp and friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Christmas is uh, we're recording this on the first day of December. So Christmas is right around the corner. Um, how many times have you heard all I want for Christmas is you? <laughs> you know what? I haven't heard it yet. Oh my gosh, I heard it two days before Thanksgiving, and I was actually upset because I like this. I mean, I don't know yeah, if I sure. like it or I'm just used to it, because <laughs> it forever. I've heard it probably more songs than any song ever, but um, yeah. I heard it two days before Thanksgiving, and I was really upset. At, uh, you know how Kiss does their holiday playlist for yeah now until Christmas, and um, man, I was just like, no, don't you're, you're you're jumping the gun on it. Like I'm gonna hear this 500 <laughs> times in the next you know month anyway. Like what are you doing? But, uh, you know what's so funny is I always think like the people at Kiss FM, which also big shout out to Kiss FM. They, they did a really nice uh, little piece on the brewery, but uh, I think like they must take the entire month off, right? Like <laughs> just like, <laughs> like hit, hit repeat on the playlist. Just, just go at it. You know, like so TikTok. Oh god. <laughs> here's a here's an old man talking about TikTok. Uh TikTok plays like the first 10 seconds maybe of the song and it's it's like a giant tease cuz I wanted to yeah, start That sucks. But it, I've always heard that about Mariah Carey. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> as 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 a 15-year-old boy, man. Whew. You know what's funny is like I, I think the thing that has uh, supplanted uh, that song for like my most dreaded and hated Christmas song of the year is uh, is it uh, George Michael's uh, Last, Last Christmas? Christmas. Oh. Yeah, can't fucking stand that fucking song. First of all, it's a fucking like sad one. song. It's a terrible song. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very sad song. Yeah, fucked up. In the but, true and, spirit of Christmas. Yeah, and he like died on Christmas, so it's yep. like it's a double whammy. Like I don't. I don't oh, know. I see what you did. I there. see what you did, uh, yeah, Cool. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we're if, if we're talking I, about, I like, may or may not have written that before <laughs> I started this show. Uh, one of the things that I like, one of the most my most hated Christmas songs is a uh, that uh, English Spanish song with a uh, Feliz Navidad. The, the, uh -huh. the, the, yeah, that was like whatever. I, I, I hate yeah. it because that like Mariah Carey's like uh, all I want for uh, Christmas is you is fine. Like play it all you want, but yeah, I, I just. This one, just cut it out. Just okay. get it out. Avril Lavigne have a cool Christmas song. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because and also about the Kiss FM people taking a, a month off. Because I can swear that it seems like every year I, I hear at least two or three Christmas songs on there that I've never heard before. Oh, really? Yeah, like this this year I heard one like, I, I called it Christmas in Tennessee because the lady I'm saying. <laughs> and it's a new song. It's like, you know, you know how country is kind of really poppy uh... now? 
Yeah. Yeah, like I sound like a bitter country fan. It's all it's gone all <laughs> sold out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, it's it's it doesn't sound like the country that I grew up on. No. <laughs> that true American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. They ruined my childhood. I want dead skunk <laughs> in the middle of the road. <laughs> I want the I want the jugs and the twang, you know, <laughs> auto-tune and, and and synthesizers or whatever the heck they're doing. But no, they I really hear like two or three new Christmas songs a year. Like Either that or they've all become. I think it's usually just covers of the same old Christmas songs. <laughs> I just hear different versions of them. Yeah, no, it's weird. I feel like a lot of other like there's like other artists breaking into the to the Christmas vibe. Like uh, uh, today, I heard uh, Billy Gibbons as a. Uh, it's just uh, Jingle Bell Rock, or it's Jingle Bells. He just he just does a really bluesy, guitar laden, very marijuana heavy smoke. <laughs> Jingle Bells. It's pretty great. I I love hearing different takes on Jingle Bells. I have no idea because you could do so much with that. It's a really simple song, so you could do so much with it. I would love to hear that. Mariah Carey, I was thinking also, like, obviously that song like set her for forever. Like, she never had to have any hits. And she did have quite a few before or after. But then I was thinking, when was the last time that she really did have a hit? Like, the last one I can think of was Fantasy with ODB. Wow. But, um, oh no, she had heartbreaker with Jay Z. Okay, oh, okay so year old me. Well, then, yeah, that, that's that's I, yeah, that, that's true. There was heartbreaker, but then what else has there? Because she never had like you know people talk about the whatever happened to like with her. Like she's always been this like queen bee diva. It seems like, but uh, yeah, that's true. She never had a fall, but I don't. It seems like she her rise was like decades ago. Yeah. Well, like I think rise. she married Nick Cannon, and then everybody just think, thought she was a total fucking joke and just quit talking about her. So again, well, she also like uh, married Did Tommy Mottola also- before that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got a track record, and she dated uh, Luis Miguel. So you know, we have. Hey, well, yeah, least- I mean, I don't judge. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea who J Lo has dated this year, but it has to be at least like three or four people, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like it's like four different versions Facebook of Ben Affleck. Players. It's like no, it's like two thousand. Two Ben Affleck, 2010 Ben Affleck, 2015 Ben Affleck, where he was all fat. Now she's back with 2021. I was, like, was going to say, she got back with him, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. yeah. Exactly. After being engaged to A-Rod, right? A-Rod. Yeah, because A-Rod yeah. cheated. <laughs> yeah, that's Damn. why he's not getting into all the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Good, I fucking hate that guy. Oh, no, no, because he took performance-enhancing drugs, Dan. Oh, oh, he, okay, okay. I think yeah, this is a... Uh, to, to, to live this, I think this is his first year on the ballot, so we have ten years of hearing about the pros and cons of. Um, oh god, I know. Like like baseball hall of fames matter. Who's that real flamboyant Mexican singer who like dressed like Liberace? Oh, you're thinking of the really flamboyant Mexican uh, soothsayer. <laughs> Mercado or Walter yeah, Mercado. Walter, Walter, <laughs> yeah, Walter oh, Mercado. Yeah, yeah, okay, it wasn't a singer. Oh, okay. I'm sure I don't know. I, just, I see, I don't know why I see Eric, Alex Rodriguez like going that route as an older man. <laughs> He's telling people's features? <laughs> yeah. But like, but dressing like Liberace. Sweet. Like, yeah. we need more of that. <laughs> yes, behind the baseball candelabra. <laughs> oh, HBO, jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> Have both of you seen Last Train to Busan? Uh, yes. No, I, I still have not. I, Ooh, well, I know. I know. It's, 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 on, it's, on, it's on Shutter. You'll, I'm sure you'll get around to it. You're, you're busy. But it's, I, I know, Blake, you really, really, really like it. Um, one of the best parts of the movie is also potentially could have been the best part of Eternals. But, you know, they did, no, they did nothing with them. But that's, so, that's something else. Oh, um, so the American last train to busan is going to be called last train to new york and i know we've kind of touched on it like are you excited to see this? should they cast him in the uh i forgot his name daniel something i think uh yeah i forget i forget well i mean how do you gilgamesh do yeah gilgamesh who was awesome yeah totally he's gilgamesh. super right and he should have been a, a million times better but you know that would be just well anyway so, <laughs> so our i mean last train to busan amazing um maybe the best zombie movie uh, definitely the best zombie movie in recent years um are you looking forward to the american remake <sighs> who's behind it what do we know about it honestly i i know i, I, nothing, they I were nothing about it <laughs> the first, like the first thing i remember like hearing that i was gonna get a remake and then it was like years later when we were doing fright fest you and me blake yeah uh that somebody else brought it up and i still feel like i'm not excited about this 
like i'm excited to see the original movie sit down watch the animated feature uh peninsula you know all this other stuff Mm -hmm. this however i have i have nothing there's like no excitement no like tingle about it there it's just Uh, i i wanted to like i know this is like a little bit behind the scenes but i kind of wanted to do like an idea where we do like a repackaged ideas (laughs) like Mm, where there's a really good like we just watched the really bad american remakes well, well, there are there's, every yeah. once in a while. There's a good American remake. Um, no, yeah, there is. Uh, I I personally like. Um, I don't know if you've seen Death at a Funeral, which is totally different. It's a comedy, but it, it's a <laughs> it was made in uh, Britain, and then Chris Rock did it here in America. And I think the Chris Rock version is actually the better one. Um, Rotten Tomatoes will tell you much different, but I personally <laughs> like. But um, the Last Train in New York. I'll, I'll, I'll and I hate to be one of those like really pretentious movie people, but I, old school. I mean, old school. Old Boy is like my favorite movie ever. I have never seen the American version, and the whole way I look at it is if I've seen the best version of it, right? Why would I want to see like an inferior version? Yeah. This would yeah. make me mad. Um, I can't. Uh, like, there's the curiosity part, like how they do it, but. Man, that movie is so it's so good. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I mean, I, I enjoy that movie so much. And I I I mean, foreign language, whatever. I mean, it's it's perfect the way it is. It needs it doesn't need a remake in any way. Uh and so to Americanize it, I think is kind of silly and to I mean, because it's I mean it's been in the American market for a while, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean I'll definitely check it out. I mean I mean, am I going to, is it, if it's in theaters or something, am I going to go, nah, I probably won't make that trip, but um, I'll <laughs> check it out. But yeah, I don't, I really don't see the point. Um, I wish there was a little bit more information just because I don't know. I, I don't know if any, you know, any kind of credits or acting, you know, any kind of actor or actress oh. would make me want to see it more, but it'd be interesting to know who's in it. Well, I, I got something right here on the google.com. Uh, it says a remake will be produced by New Line Cinema, which is Warner Brothers. I think yeah. they still are owned by them. And so. director in Indo- Indonesian director Timo. Oh, I am gonna mispronounce that so hard. Tiha Yato Yanto, who's behind Netflix, The Night Comes for Us, which I don't know that movie. Yeah. Not Interesting with that one. The thing with like I'm not a really big fan of zombie movies, but the thing with Last Train to Busan is they do such really cool things with it. Uh, with the with the with the zombies themselves and then just the whole prime and the emotion behind it like mm-hmm. that's what really grabs you is the emotion mm-hmm. and i just i i think they'll change it here like i think they'll totally drain away the emotion and try to make it more of a horror action type thing that's which there are elements of but i mean it's the emotion that separates it from everything else yeah really great character development for you know being kind of a like a one set piece it's actually really great yeah yeah, it's really well, and it, yeah, it's it's kind of it's similar to that uh that uh vampires in the that hijack the airplane movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that there was a, I, I'm pretty sure that movie was heavily inspired by uh Last Train to Busan. But um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gosh, I I will watch the remake, but kind of like what Blake said, I'm not going to be rushing out to see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Two other very 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 popular properties, um, Blade Runner and Alien, are. Coming to TV? Are they're they're under in production right now, Danny? Is that what's so, going on? Yeah, this is one of those news that I, I had to kind of like because we 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 talk about TV. We've mentioned some TV shows out there that we recommended, uh, and I feel like Alien is one of the bigger horror <laughs> like movies out there. Um, yeah, um, for sure. And we we talked about it many many times on on the show. Uh, but yeah, Ridley Scott has confirmed that live action TV series from his biggest hits Blade Runner and Alien are being worked on. So that means that there's pilots that are being worked. You you, you thought there might've been something, but I think last year they talked about like, there was a, a show that was going to be coming to FX, which was Alien. This has been a year now, but now for sure it's like more cemented, I guess, because we know how Hollywood is. Um, but this is one of the things that we've, um, Blade Runner has Blade Runner had 2049 a couple of years back and within that itself I think it has an anime coming out right now and it has other things so Blade Runner already has tv shows so I don't know if this Blade Runner is going to be within the same 2049 timeline or the Harrison oh just the original one yeah 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 yeah. 
the the Ridley Scott. Um, well, so things I'll say about that. I mean, so Alien that's worries me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because like it's it's a lot like I mean, Walking Dead or something. Because like it, you know, you can't make the aliens the the centerpiece of every episode um it's going to be like a dread thing all this inner character drop i almost see it ju- they're just doing a carbon copy of walking dead with aliens instead of zombies Ooh. um which i'm don't i'm not interested in I, 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 I don't i don't like the walking dead tv series at all and um, uh, yeah like uh walking dead i actually so um I'm, i've seen episodes off and on over the last like what 32 years it's been on or whatever yeah but um i i've never ever been a big fan of it but uh I actually watched the first two episodes a few weeks ago because it was on the last drive-in. So those are good. Like, they were okay. You're yeah. right. If that's like the peak of it, yeah, there was some. There's some really cool moments there, and there's actually some really cool moments in it. Yeah. But uh, there wasn't enough to make me be like, "Ooh, I gotta go back and watch all this." Like, <laughs> I'm just like, "Cool." Now, now I can see how it got so popular. Like easily, I can see because those first two episodes are actually uh, pretty decent. Like mm-hmm. just right. not in my wheelhouse. Um, right. Alien, we've talked about it, joked about it, and kind of, you know, talked shit about it on this show. But, I mean, it fell from grace a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I can't imagine a TV series saving it. <laughs> no. So, and I, and I, I agree with you. And the, the thing how I see this is, like, yeah, the, the xenomorphs can't be, like, the, the center of it. But I do think, kind of like in uh, Game of Thrones... Like we got a dragon, like what towards the end of the sh- season. So maybe it's all character development of whatever world we're gonna be in, and then, bam, last two three episodes we get like the horror of this show because I don't I don't think this this show could be as uh, it sounds so weird to say horrific like in a horror sense because uh, that you just can't I don't know how TV can. What was what was the name of the show with like the anthropomorphic dinosaurs that was on Fox back in the day? Oh it just, yeah, it was only on for like a season, wasn't it? Yeah, season or two. It ends in a, in like them all dying because the asteroid hits the planet. I well, if it was like that, if there was just anthropomorphic, you know, aliens like talking and raising a baby that's like drop the bomba. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I think it was I'll, called dinosaurs. I think it was just called <laughs> it was like, yeah. Yeah. very very imaginative. So yeah. it kind of fits. It's, it's yeah. if it's like that, I'll watch it. It was a comedy completely different. Comedy, you know, yeah, with hardworking foam, foam suits, hardworking <laughs> yeah. alien yeah. dad. Uh, hardworking <laughs> with a lunch table. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, like, the, I'm uh, always laying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they go at because the other side of it, and we rare like, we don't talk about this as much as um if they're gonna focus on xenomorphs and all that, if they're gonna do it right, it's gonna be so expensive. Like there's oh, no man. way they can afford this show. Um I just don't, and then Blade Runner, and I'll I'll be perfectly honest. I've just I'm not a fan of Blade Runner. I've never oh, really, okay. yeah, didn't oh. care for the original. Twenty forty nine was pretty cool, but um, but not not to like you're going ape shit. Like I mean, this is like I feel like this news news this news segment has been. Are we excited for what is coming up in the future? And these two, I feel like um, <laughs> no, these are two duds. Um, well, not to me. In, in my to me, they are like. I mean, Blade Runner is a more interesting property. I think there's yeah. a whole lot more meat on the bone there for an actual TV series. Yeah, but... that one hasn't been ruined. And because it's a little more, uh, I'll say grounded, I guess. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, between, I think you can, and it, it always was more, in regards to the characters, it definitely has uh, more interesting characters to, to pull from. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I would, but if I were to choose between the two, I would actually, I would go with Blade Runner also. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, with all these remakes and adaptations that are coming, um, I mean, the Wheel of Time series has been really awesome so far. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I mean, what we do in the shadows is consistently great. <laughs> like, I, I like I like Hawkeye that's going on right now on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye is, uh, yeah, I, well, I only saw two episodes of it, but I'll watch the new one tonight. Um, I know we don't have this on here, but did you hear that Stan Lee um his the horror comics that he wrote later in his career like he didn't release them through marvel he released them through a pow entertainment or something like Mm -hmm. that um the guy who directed wanted he's his production company is going to be making two of the two of the stanley books and they might make a cinematic universe oh wow 
Now, Danny, I, I know you're not a big fan of that, but there might be, imagine we live in a world where there might be two Stan Lee cinematic universes. Oh out there. God. <laughs> that, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, I, I Powell was always had the weirdest, uh, cr- like the weirdest things. Like I, they had, he created Stripperella. I'm not sure if you guys remember. Yeah. That. I remember the Comedy <laughs> Central, right? I think so. I don't remember who it was, but I, I remember it was like, I was like, all right, all right, Stanley. But yeah. I mean, I'm 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 fucking down. Like, why not? I'm down for dirty raunchy old Stanley. <laughs> I bet neither of you have gotten all of your Christmas shopping done. I'm just gonna go oh, on and all in and say that. <laughs> you were right. I guess I, the real I, question is have either of you even started yet? I haven't. Uh, I think <laughs> I bought like two things for people, maybe. That's it. That might I be all my, I get. I need I, I need my uh, <laughs> so I need done. my mom. Uh, yeah i don't know i gotta buy a new transmission so i don't think anybody's getting shit from me oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so this is perfect that's perfect then because uh this week on the show we're gonna do something a little bit different we're gonna give out suggestions for like a holiday flying guide for movie fans out there horror movie fans um so if you do have to purchase a transmission or you just <laughs> aren't gonna be buying gifts you can talk about what you would get for people yeah. if you could or wanted to um <laughs> We uh we talk a lot about A24 on here and their horror pedigree, and for good reason. It's an amazing horror pedigree. Um, if I were to get someone something, um, I would kind of lean in a different direction. Uh, A24 is a great place to start, but uh, I would probably get them a neon box set of uh, genre because you can go with just this year alone. You have Pig with Nicolas Cage. You have uh, mm. Titania. Uh, you have. Um, uh, Petit Maman, which is a French like time travel movie. Um, I believe Neon released Parasite, didn't they? They were the U.S. distributor for it. Were they really? I think so. Oh, I mean, just that's not necessarily horror, but just those movies alone are really good um, genre movies. So mm-hmm. if you know anybody who's really into genre films, then Neon is far from the worst direction to go in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to go with A24 because I actually, when you said this, I was like, shit, like, what do you get uh, somebody that's kind of like on a budget and type of stuff like this? So I did actually, I, 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 I this is uh, for those people out listening out there. Uh, if you're an A24 fan, they have a store and I, uh, there's two things that I, I loved this year. Uh, I know Blake and Pat weren't the, the biggest fans of this, but I'm a nerd and uh, they have uh, the green Knights. I want to say board game, but it's a D and D inspired game. Um, and I thought that was a really, really cool thing. It's under 50 bucks. And if you want to have yourself, uh, you know, an authorian adventure, I, I definitely would recommend this. Uh, and they also have the other thing that I want to recommend off of the, the 24 store. Uh, they have the, the midsummer director's cut has its own proper box who does better have florence Pugh just ugly crying all over the cover oh, of that it, box. it's ugly crying 24 <laughs> 7 on that so it, so, it's, it's so the director's cut of uh already three hours yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i'm yeah. down, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah those are those are the things that i think i would recommend for if you if you love this movie you don't own it Bam! If you love Green Knight and you want a little, you want to write your own adventure, <laughs> you want to do it better than them. There you go. That's a, that's a good option for you guys. That's actually that's like pretty that. cool. Yeah, Both of those are cool. really cool. Um, I would be totally down for like a midsummer gift set, gift box. I think I would probably never watch like the actual DVD or Blu-ray because yeah. I don't. Because I, I could watch it on like Prime or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I would love to have that thing like up in a bookcase or something. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it got like? I want to know what it's got in it. Like, a, it's got a, like a flower crown and like a jar of carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> you get a white linen robe with it. <laughs> oh yeah, perfect, perfect. Some scrumptious uh, delights <laughs> of the Finnish variety or Swedish or whatever those fucking people were. And then uh, when when you're really really depressed, you have a bear suit to wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of this. I like the sound of this. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. What about you? Like, if you weren't purchasing a transmission, uh, what gifts would you be getting? You know what? So I actually have a I have a few things here in mind. Um, and like I, I like the the idea of a of a good board game session with friends or family. I, you know, you know, we've always I think all of us nerds here really like doing that sort of thing. And I, it's a game I actually own. 
Um, it's called Horrified. The stakes have been raised. So <laughs> it's it's actually based in the Universal uh, Monster world. Oh. Uh, and oh, okay. it's a one to five players. Uh, so you can play by yourself if you're I was gonna say one loner. to five. Wow. Yeah, if you're a big loser loner, like most of you listening to this podcast, uh, you can play it by yourself. Uh, <laughs> like most horror fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just joking. We're all a big community. We, we love each other. Yeah, the um, horror community is awesome. Love, yeah, love well, we are awesome. Yes, we're great. Uh, but this it's really great. It's kind of like a it's like a one versus the board or or is five versus the board so you're kind of playing against the game itself in a cooperative manner which is i actually really like those kind of games instead of getting at each other's throats uh over the course of uh you know a game of monopoly or life <laughs> or whatever it is so, yeah uh you're, pretty you, cutthroat. yeah it's totally can it can work really well together and actually you, you reminded me of another great game danny uh our very arthurian it's called shadows over camelot which is a uh it's kind of a fun game. It's kind of a cooperative experience for about half the game, two thirds of the game. And then as the game winds to an end, you discover that one of the people you're playing with is a dirty, rotten fucking traitor who's been working Whoa, against shit. you the entire time. Like cool. Hitler? Yeah, it's a very much like that. And, oh, wow. um, and there's like, uh, there's high stakes. Um, it, the few times I've played it, um, it's almost, I don't want to say it's been a 50-50 split. But, um, you, you know, it's not just the, the trader has just a, a, a big an opportunity to win as, as the, the true Knights of the Round Table. So another really great thing uh, to check out if you're into the, into the board game. Well, those are awesome ideas. And um, if you really, <laughs> you really do not want to think about getting a gift, um, if you can find someone who actually already doesn't own some sort of streaming stick then getting them like a roku or a chromecast or something to that effect is a great idea i personally really like the roku because they have a bunch of free channels on there um but i mean there's just i i cut the cord a long time ago so i'm very very biased for this but uh if you're just absolutely in a rut and it's the 23rd and you know you need to get something because you're headed to a party <laughs> just get the roku it's like you can't go wrong with that get a fire stick or a roku and whoever you give it to will tell you i already have one but i could always use another one <laughs> yeah no that's such a great recommendation and and to go along with that i mean we talk about this service all the fucking time um shutter you know if if you do have a horror horror head or like a maybe a a, a blossoming horror fan in your family or, or friend group uh you know give them get them a get them a subscription to shutter for for a year it's not even that expensive it's a, yeah it's um, five bucks it's five bucks a month you know it's that's pretty reasonable and uh trust me they're gonna they're gonna love it or get it for yourself there ain't nothing wrong with gifting yourself some shit yeah you're actually that's one of the things you're supposed to buy yourself something yeah. and uh shutter they they and we've talked about this before they started from having 15 movies or whatever to having their own original series and <laughs> it's yeah. it's definitely a bargain because i think they've only raised the price like a dollar or two in all the time that i've had them so not a sponsor not a sponsor <laughs> not a sponsor fans. but shout out to shutter we're here we talk about you guys yeah and we'll be completely on the level whether we like a movie or not we will yeah. And that's what will bring in the viewership honesty. We are a bunch of honest dudes. Yes, we deal only in honesty and honestly only. And I don't know. Danny, you got any other suggestions? I got I got yeah. one more for you. Uh, if you want to go first, I, let me, I, I, I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, if horror fans are anything like me, um, I like to wear stupid t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I own numerous of this one company. They're uh, I think they're out of Atlanta, Georgia. Real started very very small, and now they have. I'm, I'm going to just give you a few of the uh, of the actual properties that they they sell t-shirts for. So it's called CavityColors.com. They have uh, t-shirts, hoodies, um, socks, knickknacks, pins, all that kind of stuff. And talk about you know great franchises. We're talking like Alien, Candyman, Elvira. Scream, Halloween, Return of the Living Dead, Phantasm, The Fly. I mean, they've got just like, I'm talking literally dozens of properties that they have licensed apparel and t-shirts for. And I really love them. Uh, I think I have a really rad carry shirt, which I wore to the, the Fright Fest thing with Danny. Mm -hmm. um, gotten tons of compliments about it. Uh, trust me, they're really eye-catching. They're really great art artwork, usually done in-house or, or by one of their artists. And um, you know, it's a, it's it's at its core, it's a small business. Um, and I've I've watched them grow over the years. Really great customer service. So cavity colors, check them out. 
They send you a really rad green bag in the mail. You can't miss it. They, I think they just released a whole X Files series of stuff. So they do talk about, and they don't even. It's not just major movies. Like I literally bought someone a Haunt T-shirt from them. The movie Haunt, which we discussed earlier. Oh, in the <laughs> yes, yeah. and it's cool. and it's an incredibly cool shirt. Like one of the best shirts they make. If I can get a society one or with the butt face, then (laughs) they might have a pin. I don't know. I don't know know where I could wear that shirt. (laughs) Everywhere. Everywhere. If you want to get eyes on you, just everywhere. Well, that's true. It will attract attention. (laughs) Did you figure out the pronunciation? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, So uh, I'm a nerd. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, uh, I like anime as well. So I mean, D&D. Uh, you know, like I have no idea how I managed to have a girlfriend. Um, but well, none uh, of us get it either. <laughs> uh, but actually, uh, so there's some manga that I would actually recommend. Uh, you know, you want a, a slower pace. It's funny to say slower pace. Uh, you know, of the the hustle and bustle of the horror films. I would actually re- recommend some uh, books. Like if you if you have a loved one that just wants to read horror books, obviously you got your Stephen King's, uh, your Dean Coots. Uh, uh, but uh, th- this is one of my personal favorite authors. Uh, he's uh, his name is. Yunji Ito. Oh, Yunji Ito. Yes. Yeah, uh, he he's a big name in the horror Japanese horror mangas era. But there's also another one that I, I kind of do enjoy. It's Tokyo Ghoul. It has an anime. It has the series is still going on right now as well. Um, uh, it's Tokyo Ghoul by Sui Ishida. Um, these are, I think, if you have uh, again, as we mentioned, the budding. Uh, horror and they like anime this is a great way to to introduce them and eventually sh- you know show them some j-horror as well um because even then like there's some great j-horror films that we've we've mentioned here as well there's also uh going back to shutter there's an episode of creep show from this season uh it's about uh, a collector of japanese art which there's always art collectors in these an- anthology TV series horses. It seems like there's an episode about <laughs> art collectors, but uh, the though it's not uh, Ido that they name the art is very obviously based on his based. work. It's, cool. When you two were younger, were like ninja movies like a huge deal? Oh yeah, Ninja Turtles, my dude. <laughs> oh, well, even before Ninja Turtles, when I was a kid, like. American yeah. Ninja, like the domination. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hanging out with some friends, and uh, one of my friends, his older brother, had like Ninja Stars or Shrukins, I guess, and Nunchucks. Man. And <laughs> he threw the star and it fucking lodged into his mom's door. Ooh, she <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's, That's the perfect way to piss off mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck with the bedroom door. Just, but uh, pretty awesome throw though. I don't. I was quite impressed. Yeah, I mean, I still want some. Actually. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, so this week, first time ever, I believe, for us on the show, we're gonna cover a ninja movie, New York Ninja from 1984. I believe it mm-hmm. is. This is a very interesting movie. Um, the movie was made. It finished production. The shooting was done. Uh, everything was done um, in 83, 84. And then the guy who was going to put the movie together, he just said, no, we're not going to release the movie. All the audio was lost. So vine- Vinegar Syndrome, they restored the movie. They brought new audio wins and they had people like, uh, I think Leanne Quigley record was a voice in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Don the Dragon Wilson, who was in like Blood, I think he's in Bloodsport. He's in a lot of those karate movies from the yeah. 80s. Um, they have some big b-name talent in this movie in the voice cast but um it's kind of weird it's a restoration the movie is uh genuine but the voices are they're reading off the script from back then so all the infl- all the voice inflections everything are the same so we have a movie that was shot and abandoned in 1984 called new york ninja so wow. or, <laughs> it's a uh, right off the bat um Ninja on roller skates. What did you guys think? Of <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, how unexpected was that shit? It just it happens. Yeah, out of and nowhere. Out of it's, nowhere. It's like, um, I, like I, he's with the skates, and I'm like, oh well, that's funny. He has he has skates on, and then he actually starts. And this isn't just like a second or two. This is like a prolonged scene where mm-hmm. he's chasing someone down while on roller skates. Yeah. 
in a non-comedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was just amazing. So I, I guess the real question is, um, what tone do you think this movie was going for? Oh my God, that's such a great question. I have no idea. Uh, it's like, <sighs> uh, I mean, it is it is hilarious. Obviously not meant to be. It's actually like very serious. Like the, uh, <laughs> like the, uh, <laughs> yet I laugh. The, uh, like the whole, I guess, premise is that like, I guess like being a woman in New York in 19 early 1980s it was like you're basically just you're begging to get raped just by yeah like if you're a woman that's an invitation to get assaulted in assault yeah but and there's just like street gangs lurking around like oh my god uh great question I don't know what the tone was um <laughs> well like you said it, it's it's very serious at times very serious yeah. um it's unintentionally comedic um <laughs> But then it also seems like it is trying to be kind of family friendly. Except there's that, some big yeah, boobs. Yeah, yeah. There is that weird sex scene. Um, I don't know what for 1984 it was going for. For 2000, and, what year? 21, 22. I'm not sure anymore. I, I lost count. <laughs> I feel like it was in, an intentional, in, unintentional comedy because everything was just over the top like oh, it was over a, the it, top is a great way to put it yeah it knew that it was being i i don't know if they knew they were being trying to be serious but everything was a little bit campy like <laughs> i didn't know it was a voiceover until like literally just right now <laughs> yeah like they they were reading from the original scripts they were using original notes and everything so it is campy but uh it is from the 1984 notes so they were <laughs> they were doing it justice and the it came out bad, but it's not intentionally bad. But they knew it would be campy because it's just it's just a ninja movie from 1984. So what do you expect, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Like kind of that type of thing. But um, so I guess so. In 1984, it's kind of like I, I don't think we know what crowd they were going for. Obviously, the ninja fans, but I don't know if it's like an action movie. Um, I don't know if it's for kids because it's pretty over the top at times for kids. Um, uh, it's not a comedy as funny as it can be but I, right now in 2021 it's definitely for to have a laugh at absolutely oh yeah i mean this is the exact kind of fucking movie that alamo draft house plays like a shitload of right before you go see like the modern kung fu movie or ninja movie that you're gonna go see like there's like one of the weird pulls they would have so we we've talked about the uh performances so i guess we get, we'd have to look at it on two different scales because there's the actual acting from 1984 yeah. oh what what did you think of the acting because it's it, it's hard without it is hard without the original audio but well danny you said you didn't even you weren't aware of it so what did you think of the performances danny because you you thought you you figured you were watching a movie straight from the 80s right yeah so it so the voice acting reminds me something out of like a jackie chan like rumble in the bronx like the early jack like the, the early right. jackie chan stuff um so i thought it was something like that and i and it's okay. Like everything is okay. Nothing is like it, it is. I mean, some of the acting is a little bit over the top, uh, especially. Uh, I don't want to spoil Italians, too much. Of, the, uh, oh, oh, this this movie is like you could spoil it away. This okay, because like, I, I, I I don't I know it's decades ago, but it's just like coming out, so I don't know where we fall in this. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's just kind of a different type of movie. Huh? Yeah, it is. So there's a part in the like <laughs> there's a part in this movie where uh his loved one is killed his wife i think is killed and <laughs> his was baby, mama. baby mama yeah, right, right. and when you say part of the movie this is like in the first five first, minutes yeah first, five <laughs> first like, like he he gets to like the rooftop and he then yeah <laughs> he's mourning and he just yells out like this darth raider like no, no. yeah and i was like oh it's campy like I'm okay. Like it, 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 it set that that tone for me. I was like, I'm not yeah. looking back. So anything that reminds you of uh, the or was it not the Last Jedi, whatever that movie is, you know it's shitty. So it just set you at ease. Yeah, and <laughs> everything was. Like, I'm not expecting it. Like we're gonna talk about the fight scenes and like the the cool. It, it's like bad. It's like <laughs> bad, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's uh, and so you talk about the uh, his his wife, baby mama dying. The funny thing is. So they have right off the bat, it's it's a fucking ridiculous because 
uh, and credit to the voice actors for for um, getting this uh, over, but uh, they get over the fact that it was written so poorly because there's this really awkward exchange in the beginning where they're like, I love you, no, I love you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the wife is murdered, she's murdered in the act of trying to save a woman, I guess, who's being kidnapped by three dudes. Yeah. Uh, and then she's kind of surprised that the guys are attacking her. It's like, <laughs> it's New York, and these dudes are kidnapping a woman <laughs> off the street in broad daylight. Obviously, they're bad dudes. What did you think was going to happen when you trying to stop them? Um, it's the most ridiculous thing. Um Danny, you touched on the fight scenes. What did what did you what did you think of the fight scenes? Aside from the fact that they were probably the slowest fight scenes in a karate ninja movie Super ever. Slow. You could you could telegraph a lot. Well, you could easily see where they don't hit each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, those kicks. Like, yeah. There's like a good two or three feet before <laughs> some of them. Like I, I don't I man, like I, I feel like I feel like everything in this film in 1984 was intentional and we're seeing this like 37 36 years later and um and it's just like showing like this bad what was that movie that we watched together pat uh ricky o or something like that yeah that was lovely, but you, so you think this was intentionally bad no way because right, i disagree no, man. This, 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 yeah they this wanted is, this to be real dude this is high art, dude. yeah <laughs> uh, same thing with ricky yo i know ricky yo is incredibly over top and ridiculous but uh it's not meant to be bad like it's not meant to be fun <laughs> dude not to jump too far ahead but when the movie ends it's like stay tuned for la, <laughs> LA, LA ninja. Ninja. oh i read that as la ninja and i was like it's still a sequel la ninja he's headed south of the border <laughs> and you know what like this, throughout this whole thing i was ex- i was like thinking to myself i hope we get a sequel I, are you I, fucking serious I'm fucking serious i am i it was oh, so bad sense. i enjoyed it that i'm like i yes i want to see the shitty sequel to this <laughs> it's i would be afraid because like um i know a lot of times we've talked about so bad they're good and i'm like eh, i don't know about that like like this is a so bad they're good type of thing but um i never want to see a sequel for these types of movies because at that point they become um self-aware and then they try it's like samurai cop like the first one is so awful it's really really good then the second one they cast like tommy wiseau in it and there's porn Mm -hmm. stars and it's aware that yeah we're a really shitty movie so we're gonna lean into that and it takes away all of the fun like when something's trying to be good and serious and it i mean it's so incompetent at it like that's when it's awesome that's awesome yeah yeah i don't think this was intentionally bad i think this guy really thought he would i'm pretty sure that's why he probably shelved it because he realized that it was a piece of crap yeah oh you know it you know that this motherfucker was embarrassed by this shit by the time and like there's nobody that any that was nobody that was a part of this like was like oh you guys you gotta get it out man like that's my that's like my piece de resistance that's like that's my that's my role like no like everybody in this is like barely in it like the uh the cops are hilariously incompetent and like don't mm-hmm. fucking care about anything i mean the ninja literally gets away and they're like all right whatever we'll see you tomorrow like <laughs> fucking <laughs> some funny ass shit in this but like yeah it's uh i think it was totally like played straight absolutely and i was kind of confused by the ending because the ninja helps the cops but then the cops oh, arrest yeah, him yeah. but then he escapes but then they seem kind of cool with it yeah. So I was very, very confused by it. Well, did, he did kill people in this. Like he, he's, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. He also, what did you think of his costume? Like all white ninja costumes are awesome, unless they don't fit. Right. This one doesn't. <laughs> this has to be the baggiest ninja costume like I've ever seen. Well, yeah, and isn't like a ninja outfit like designed for stealth? Like it's black, <laughs> so because they creep around at night. Like and given. This motherfucker only fights during the day, so like maybe yeah. white was the appropriate <laughs> color. But yeah, there was there was a uh, yeah it was a, it was an odd choice. Uh, and but luckily his uh, his dead uh, baby mama bought him a couple uh, little swords as a holiday gift. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a little bit worried, like when he meets his young friend and then the the street urchin, and then he yes. kind of takes them in or whatever. And there's a part where they go fishing. Yeah. And uh, he's wearing like the really short shorts. 
And I'm like, man, I don't know where this is going, but yeah. <laughs> this is 1984. So I think this is kind of the family friendly style, part of yeah. it. Yes. But I was a little bit worried. Um, what did you on think? American Ninja's lap? <laughs> I know, that's, that's what I was afraid yeah. of. Like, what would you like for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the characters in this? Because there are some doozies oh, like the, the italian sidekick henchman dude like yeah he was hilarious hilarious confounding uh like who was the bad guy i think it was the radiation dude who yeah. i guess he like, couldn't go out in the sun or something like he burned himself with lights i couldn't tell yeah and then but then there was also a sex cult that was not associated with him right or no he was or was he doing the kidnapping for the sex cult i think i think he was kidnapping yeah yeah but then there there was another totally separate group i think because he was fighting good guys and bad guys at one point i think yeah but i also think like he was also just fighting like street trash from new york city by the way that was my favorite like the street trash the street punkers or whatever I loved how like flamboyant the street trashers were. Yeah, it was so fucking great. It, honestly, what this movie it, it seemed like a movie that uh, like a guy who watched the Warriors was like, oh man, yes, this fucking the Warriors movie is the shit. I'm gonna make one yeah. of these and like just totally fucking failed. That's ex- that's exactly what I got out of it. Like some dude uh, saw the Warriors and was like, I'm gonna make the Warriors. But it's going to be so much better because I'm going to have a ninja that roller skates in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean so. so do you think if this movie were to come out uh, back in, if it were, if it had come out in 1984, do you think it would have made some way? Now, it definitely wouldn't have been a blockbuster, but do you think it would have been remembered like, I don't know, like Delta Force and missing an action and all those type of things? Yeah, I could see this having like a cult following. You know, it's just like one of those. Yeah, because there there was like a slew of these. Like, uh, what was it called? American Ninja or whatever. Where yeah, it's like there the was blonde guy. Where he yeah, exactly. Um, I I could see that. I I could see like me and my buddy Marcos Hernandez like renting this shit and being like, yeah, fuck yeah, New York Ninja. Like, let's go get some roller skates. <laughs> yeah, it was American Ninja, and then the third American Ninja is uh, at the the blonde dude is replaced by a, a blonde woman who's the voice of one of the reporters in this actually oh shit, she's in really? a lot of yeah she's in a lot of those 80s ninja kung fu movies uh she was actually a professional kickboxer i forgot her name uh sandra something or another no shit yeah she was in american ninja or i think no there's american ninja and then there's just ninja she's okay. just in the ninja series because ninja three is when the spirit of an angel evil ninja comes and possesses her oh okay yeah wow. like you know it's funny lots of awesome uh ninja movies back <laughs> oh that was like the golden heyday i guess one of the reporters was i see when the credits rolled and it was like hey this is linnea quigley i was like wow that's yeah. the healthiest i've ever seen linnea quigley look she doesn't even look the same <laughs> yeah she looks nothing. oh like, yeah. i don't yeah that ain't her because it was it was just the voice right the voice yeah yeah okay okay it does say ginger lynn was in this who was old porn star so yeah, she was the reporter, right? Or was that Ginger person? Lynn? I wow. think so. I need to yeah. brush up on my seventies and eighties pornography. Uh, <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock is the name of the one who. Is, oh, uh, I'm seeing Sandra. Uh, um, here's kind of a sad coda to um, New York Ninja, and kind of what drags it into our time. So, the restoration. But uh, I was going to ask what you guys thought of the actual film restoration. I thought it looked great. Yeah, yeah, I actually did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah re- a really good job by Vinegar Syndrome on that. Um, the uh, that was just released for the first time ever a few months ago. Uh, I would say in October, day after it's released, uh, John Liu, who was the writer, star, and director, ends uh-huh. up being Me Too'd. So no welcome way. to 2021, New York Ninja. Wow, what do you get Me Too'd for? Who do you roller skate up and too too close? <laughs> <laughs> Skating was a lot. I remember how popular skating things were in the 80s. I mean, I don't personally remember, but they're in a whole lot of movies, dude. For real, though. And like, one of the beautiful things about El Paso is like we had one for like up until like 2000 Roller King, King, buddy. Yeah, they might still be there, dude. I just don't. Oh, like Roller King is now like some sort of like uh, not Levi, but denim 
factory. Oh, like oh. a warehouse. Like a, oh, yeah, it's a warehouse. Oh, I thought you just had to wear denim to roller skate. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I went to many a birthday party at Roller King. Yeah, um, Roller King was the shit. Never worked out like in the movies, but still no. always had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, New York Ninja, I'll start with you, Danny. Uh, C or no C? If this movie didn't hit my radar, it, this would I would have never seen this movie. However, <laughs> you're listening to us right now. I would definitely say go watch this movie. This movie is a hot mess, like most of us. But you know what? It has a weird, a weird, 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 weird charm. And I think it's the the baggy ninja. What about you, Blake? That's, C or no that's C? My, that's my favorite Wu Tang Clan member. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, yeah. I mean. My first gut instinct was to be like, fuck no, no one should watch this. Like, what a waste of time. But like it does, like just talking to you guys, like, yeah, it's got this like bizarre charm to it. Um, it's really fun to discuss and like kind of laugh about. Um, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, this is like an easy see. Like, I like like bad movies. It's it's an exploitation movie, it's a ninja movie, like mm-hmm. It's it a lot is, of things. It checks off all the boxes for me. So, yeah, definitely check this out. Um, and again, it's a great restoration from Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, um, every weekend you can find us here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network where they have all kinds of wonderful horror-themed podcasts, including ourselves. We also have a more we have an open review policy. Um, recently we covered what did we cover? Terrified. Terrified. Yes, we cover Terrified, thanks to uh, a listener. If you have anything that you would like for us to cover, let us know. And while you're doing this, you could also follow the show over on Instagram at Adventures in Movies. You could also find Nathaniel or Pat, as I like to call him, over at Instagram at Nathan Portaste. You can also find me, Danny, on Twitter and Instagram at default underscore player, where you could see my art. Hey, we talked about some gift buying stuff, like buy some stuff off of me, like support local as well. Uh, as well, you can find our uh, missing in person, uh, missing in action person, uh, Blake, over on Twitter at 4 8 Horror. I'm back, whether you guys like it or not. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so next week, will I be here? Yeah, I'll be here. Uh, and oh, which find out which one of us gets freezer burn. Tune in. <laughs> And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Amazon Music, where they have podcasts now, including ourselves. Or um, you can just go wherever you listen to us. Make sure you give us a rating or just tell us. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. All I want for Christmas is booze. Adios. <laughs>